As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to our weekend release. This is the bonus podcast episode where we see how much extra content we can squeeze into your week. Random things that have been sent in, extra bits from our week, and how our advice went down with you, our GM Divas. What are you doing? <laughs> Sorry, Ben and I were just communicating. <laughs> Apparently I was being a bit chaotic. Oh. Well, Jordan, we're going to have a handwritten spesh. A handwritten spesh? Yes. We're going to have a hand spesh. Look at all... Oh, wow. Audio, audio. That's bulging. Yes, my post bag has been bulging. I have responded to most people that have written in certainly a few months ago. I'm sure there are more letters that I need to start. If you've written in fairly recently, I will get round to so it. So are these all the handwritten letters that people sent in? Yes, so some of them might be dilemmas. Some of them are just people saying nice things. Who's that? Why is that one in blood? <laughs> Who sent that? <laughs> yeah, someone's written that in blood. And that... I don't know what that is. Well, this one is from... Oh, it says, we've got your producer hostage. A ransom of £10,000. Oh, he dies by the end. We'll manage it. Yeah. Get Jack on the phone, yeah, he can we'll replace him. Manage don't worry about that. Keep him. This one is from Sam. OK, and this one came in in August. It was responded to... Ages ago. I just want to point out, okay. Was it actually? Yes, yes, Maybe yes. Maybe in August. It's nearly August now. Um, August last year, 22. Hello. How are you? All good, I hope. I have two queries that I'd love to hear your take on. I'm an autograph collector and send out lots of letters to celebrities to request their autographs. I always write, like I have in this letter, hi, how are you, etc., but was wondering what proper etiquette would be. Should I be more formal, such as dear Mr. Hanson, dear Mr. North? What would be the best opening line? My second question isn't so much to do with etiquette and more to do with modern language. I am male but feel partly non-binary. The gender I most associate with is known as... Uh, and I'm, I hope I read this correct because your writing I can't quite read is demi bay or demi guy oh demi boy or demi guy. I am engaged to be married but didn't really want 
the masculine label of husband, but other options like spouse feel a bit too old-fashioned. Any ideas what a non-binary person who is married could or should be called? I love the podcast. Keep up the good work. Also, any chance I could get yours and Jordan's autograph. Thank you. Much love, Sam. Well, we have sent the autograph, so that's oh, gone back. Oh, did we? Yes. Did we send the autographs? What are you doing? Stop kicking your water bottle. I'm sorry. Yes, we sent that back a while ago. Um, how would you address a letter for an autograph? I think it's how. Yes. Um, you so could if it was like Alison Hammond, you wouldn't say Mrs. Hammond, would you? You'd say or Dear Alice. Hammond. You wouldn't say, you'd just say Dear Alison. Yes, Dear Alison, I think, is fine in that instance. Dear Jordan, Dear William. Mm. If they're obviously an older generation, you know, Dear Dame Judy, Judy for yes. example. Or Hyacinth Bouquet. Dame Patricia. Has she, have you got her autograph yet? I do actually have her autograph from when I was seven. What? She was in The Importance of Being Earnest at the Theatre Royal Bath and uh, my parents' friends knew her and so arranged for her to sign the programme. So age seven, I have a Dear William um, with love, Patricia Ravage. Oh, was you a, fr- a fan of... Keep I up- watched Keep Up Appearances at age seven. It had a huge impact on my life. Are you joking? Did you watch it that young? Yeah, first episode. We talk about this on Keep Up Appearances, the luxury podcast. Did, you, did your mum and dad, were your mum and dad fans of it as well? Yeah, because they were watching it and I couldn't sleep. And I came down and said, I can't sleep. And they said, well, just watch this and then go to bed. And it was the episode where she falls off Contessa 2 into the, uh, into the river of Oxford. Episode? It's one of my favourite episodes, What's yes. your favourite episode? The QE2 one. They, two of my favourite episodes both involve boats. I don't think I've seen the QE2 one. Is it a special? Oh, my God. Is it a special? Yes. I don't think I've seen... An hour-long special. No, I've not seen that one. It is literally (laughs) the best episode they ever did. I've seen them all, like, four times over, but I didn't know there was a QE2 one. Oh, you, me and Jonathan. Yeah. We're going to have to... I'll do be a, a guest on your podcast. No, we don't do guests. Well, actually, that's not true. But we... We'd, um... <laughs> fine. <laughs> I don't need... Fine. Cheers. What? We just talk about the episodes. But maybe you... You haven't seen the QE2? No, I didn't know she went on the QE... I think... It is literally... I've seen it's them so all. funny. I've seen them all. I always watch them on the run now. I just, I've seen them all. I know what words and stuff. But I didn't know there was a QE2 one. It's like Fools and Horses, right? I only got round to watching the um, one where they were in America. In America? Yeah, and Del Boy's the doppelganger of this mafia boss. It's not that great. Okay. That must like, have been the latter series I was like, when oh, they had never, budget. No, I've never seen this before. Wow. Yeah. Oh, no, please. The QE2 one is the best. Okay. okay. Anyway, back to Sam's letter. We've completely digressed. Um, look, I, I, I don't know if I have a really good answer to the husband-spouse label thing. Whatever um, you're comfortable with. Whatever you are comfortable partner, with. Partner, life partner. Yeah. Marriage partner. Other half. Other half. Just say partner or married partner, life partner. Um, I, I, you raise a good point. There maybe isn't a, uh, other than spouse, which I could say, why reinvent the wheel? You may not like it, but spouse doesn't necessarily um, state. No, but they don't want that. Yeah, they said they don't want husbands. So. Hubby sounds a bit more... Fit. No, I don't know. It doesn't, no. no, hubby sounds like a, like a something on children's television, personally. Telly hubby. Telly hubby. So, Sam, I don't really have a massively very good answer for you there, but I hope, I hope in some form that helps. This is on Carter Jonas' writing paper, whatever Carter Jonas is. Um, oh, ignore the Carter Jonas paper. It's from a work experience a few years ago. <laughs> <laughs> I love it already. Right, well, there we go. They've got a free plug. <laughs> uh-huh. 
Okay, this is from Izzy and Matt. Dear His Majesty William Hansen, Jordan and executive producer Ben, I am a long listening listener and I have recently recruited my flatmate, Izzy. We are now loyal subscribers and have got our hands on the D from Fennec. We are writing whilst listening whilst drinking the D. We don't have a dilemma, however, we are writing to beg you to come to Newcastle. There is so much to see and do in the tune to make you want to visit. We've been loads! Jordan, there are six Weatherspoons, seven if you count Gateshead, but nobody wants to go there. We have a sideways statue man, the Angel of the North, a statue of a giant spoon. I've there been are... to... I've bloody lived up near there for three years. We've been loads. There are seven bridges, but you can only walk across five. <laughs> We have a John Lewis, a Waitrose, and a Fennec, which is our version of Harrods. Also, there are more Greggs than you can imagine. And yeah. William, we know you love a Greggs. What's not to love about Newcastle? Me and Izzy are currently having the D for the first time. You can't tell. Can you remember when you both first had the D? What was it like? Keep making us laugh, as always. Love, Izzy and Matt. Hurt at first. <laughs> no, we had it. The first time we had the D was mm. in when we recorded the first time. Yes, yeah, first time you had the D was the, was the, yeah, was when, the pilot. When did you first have it? How was you interested? Oh, a few, to well, it? I knew that the Queen liked it, the late Queen Elizabeth, um, and so I went. I can remember going to uh, Sainsbury's Heaton Park in Manchester to get it because the Tesco at Cheatham Hill didn't have it, and that used to be my supermarket. This is really boring. And then in search for the D, I found Sainsbury's Heaton Park and went, wow, this is so much nicer than Tesco Cheatham Hill. And so my supermarket became Sainsbury's Heaton Park in Manchester. Glad you asked. And uh, that was the first time you That's had... the first, and then I bought the bottle, took it home and enjoyed it. And look at me now. And it was only because, I mean, we brought the Debonnet in because Ben said, oh, we need a show and tell maybe for the first episode. Yeah. And so I thought, oh, well, I've, I had a gin and bonnet reception at home a few days before. I had a bottle, half a bottle left, brought it in and... Let's be honest, most of the best stuff we've done on this podcast are Ben's ideas, to be fair. To be fair, yeah. 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 Make that what you will. Um, but thank you very much, it's, Izzy and Matt, for your letter. Enjoy it. Um, you can get the bonnet in most supermarkets. I found it in a little... Um, they do it in most, like, wine shops and alcohol stores, you know, like little bougie ones, but... Yeah, I, I like it as a summer drink. Do you? I prefer it as a summer. I don't really have it in the winter, but in the summer from a barbecue and stuff. Do you take it round to people? Yeah, yeah. it's my little thing now. Oh, is it? Yeah. Nice. Um, this is from... Sign it as well. You sign... What's this? Oh, it's my laser back. <laughs> my laser hair removal. How's that going? Yeah, have you had another... No, you haven't had another session I've gone today, yeah. Did you? Yeah, it's agony. Have Ooh. you noticed any difference yet? Yeah. Can you tell? All right. Okay, this is from Leah Long. This is from Retro, from June 2022. Dear William Jordan and producer Ben, I've been listening to Help I Sex to My Boss for over a year now and have been meaning to write in for a while. Unfortunately, I'm a long-time sufferer of depression, anxiety and panic attacks. Mm -hmm. Sometimes this can feel very lonely. However, when I am struggling, I always put on an episode of the podcast and it really lifts my spirits. Help I Sex to My Boss, which really should have a comma in its name, you do not know what kind of worms you are opening. Um, Why has, don't it have a comma again? Well, uh, you talked to Stuart. I wanted an exclamation mark yes, in. It was going to be, help! I sexted my boss at one point. Why doesn't it have a comma in? I don't know. Talk to Stuart. Okay. 
Well, the thing is, you see, boys, the, the, the thing is, I don't like a comma. And it, it means we'd have to pay more money on the labels and on the, uh, on the advertising when we ever got the logo printed. So it saved me a pound per label, you see. So that's why I don't do it. I saved us a pound. And, uh, and with that, I'm happy. And it means I can get an extension of my big massive house because I'm the exec producer of this. We don't have punctuation in Wales. And we don't have punctuation in Wales. And if you ever see that naughty Norman Price, I'm going to kick his arse, I am. Because one fire's bad enough, but doing it every bloody week. Anyway, help I sexed my boss without punctuation has been a light in the darkness for Leah. Oh, bless you. It's always her go-to distraction when she's feeling anxious and company when she's lonely and always a good laugh. She recommends our podcast to others. Thank you. As someone who works in the healthcare sector, I know the podcast has also helped keep some of my colleagues going through the stresses of the past couple of years. Thank you all for helping to lift the spirits of me and many others. I look forward to a new episode every week. My only disappointment is that I want the D, I need it now, and can't seem to work out when or how. I really am ready and willing and eager, you see, but none of the shops I have visited have given me the D. Love it. I do long and yearn for the D, but I suppose I will have to keep searching long and hard. Thanks again for the laughs. Warmly, Leah. Leah, that's such a lovely message. Thank you so much. And we don't say this enough, but all the lovely words, and we do read them quite often from people saying, you help us through dark times and stuff. It really does mean a lot. So thank you. Okay, this one is from Anonymous. This one came in more recently than the last couple. Dear William and Jordan, there's an issue concerning a housemate of mine and her well-hung boyfriend. More on that later. Wow. They have been together for, for around a year and it would seem that they are still very much in the honeymoon period or whatever the equivalent is for rabbits. One only has to lay one's head down at night and the scheduled pounding begins. Only that easy. Uh, living in a very luxury student house they always have an audience as the sound resonates through the thin victorian walls their enthusiasm might be understandable and some do enjoy getting jiggy with it more regularly than others but the collateral damage of their antics seems much stems much further than we first realized i mentioned that her boyfriend was well hung we know this as he is a boastful character and regularly enjoys whipping out his downstairs member for all to see and admire that is not okay his excellent endowment seems to be giving his girlfriend significant pleasure however my housemates and i have started noticing evidence of this in parts of the house that one might not expect while sitting down to have a luxury candlelight supper the other day i glanced down and noticed some white crusty remains on the edge of the table I thought this may have been some spilt creamed horseradish or another executive condiment, but upon inspection with a novelty UV light... Who has a novelty UV (laughs) light stand? I happened to reveal the remains of some gentleman's relish. Continuing my investigation... Gentleman's relish? I like that. Uh, (laughs) I've had that before. No, I mean, there's a thing called... (laughs) There's Tell a, me more. There's a thing called gentleman's relish, isn't there? Yes, that, that is a condiment. Yeah, yes. yeah it's think, horrible. Yeah, it's, 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 a, it's like pickles. And, yeah, 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 yeah. I had it on Lad Bible. <laughs> I did. I did maybe try a lot of weird things, yeah. <laughs> Continuing my investigations, the bathroom, kitchen and sitting room were all hoarding similar evidence. Uh, on the granite surfaces, the washing machine, and even on the William Morris curtains. You won't know what they are, but don't worry. Uh, I'm sure... Curtains. Yeah. I'm sure he likes to 
mark his territory. However, the thought of my beef medallions being infused by the product of his manhood uh, frankly turns my stomach. What is the etiquette of telling the happy couple that we know they are splashing their gash all over the gaff and to politely refrain? Help, I live with an infomaniac. Best, Anonymous. Anonymous, you got away with words. That's a beautifully written letter. Some awesome alliteration there. Yes. Really good. I um, like the creamed horseradish analogy. I like the, yeah. You like the gentleman's relish. It was, yeah. Um, I love creamed horseradish. I bet you do. I do. No, you yes. do. Didn't Mikey ban it from the house? Uh, no, but I do. I, should I admit this? I put creamed horseradish and actual creamed horseradish, I should just point out, on quite a lot of things yeah. at home. Yes. I, I had it on, on my toadie now on Monday. Did you? Yeah, it's great. You liked it creamed as well? Yeah. It's nice on a Sunday dinner as well. Nice. Do you like um, mustard? No. What? Mikey does. No, don't like mustard. See, I like English mustard and American mustard. Are you? Yeah. How transatlantic. Yeah, I love mustard. But don't like Dujon. <laughs> don't like what? Dujon. <laughs> the French one. Is that, is that French mustard? Oh, it's Dujon. <laughs> <laughs> it's Dijon. <laughs> is it? Is it? Dujon. <laughs> is it Dijon? Yes. I always call it Dujon. <laughs> is it French? It's a Dujon mustard. <laughs> a Dujon. <laughs> Oh, it's a Dijon. Is French and Dijon the same? Uh, well, Dijon is a part of France. Uh, it's prickly, isn't it? It's got bits in it. Is that Dijon? No, you mean whole grain? I don't know. Mustard chat. <laughs> <laughs> don't get this on Radio 1. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I think you just have to be direct here, Anonymous, and you just say to your flatmates, I have found whatever you want to call it, come all over the worktops. It's really inappropriate. Stop doing it. Yeah, I think you've... I feel like we're giving the same advice out all the time at the moment. Just talk to them. Just, you've got to, like, say, look, stop jizzing on me furniture. Yeah. I mean, we can put up with shagging all the time, but please stop jizzing on furniture. Make preparations. You've got to go to the table, get some tissue, or put a towel down. Yeah, if you want, if you want to do it all over the house, get your own place. This is a communal space. Go and do it in your bedroom. That's yeah. your room. Anywhere else is our room. And if, for whatever reason, you're going to do it in the kitchen, for example. Yeah, if you're going to do it in the kitchen, don't pull out. <laughs> wow, that was not what I was about to say. I was <laughs> going to say wipe up afterwards. Okay. Wow. <laughs> Do you want to do the ending? Not going to do any more letters? No, I think that's fine. <laughs> Remember, Gene Divas, if you've got a question or a story that isn't a dilemma or a problem, this is the place where we can read it out. So drop into our DMs on social media and send us an email to help at sexofmyboss.com with anything you want to share with us. We also love hearing back from the people we offer five stages. So if that's you, do get back in touch with producer Ben. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. Goodbye.